Pete Buttigieg and the Biden administration whine about Donald Trump after the incident in East Palestine, Ohio, and diversity hires proved to be about as useless as one might imagine. It's all in this week's Piss Off. Well, Pete Buttigieg finally made a trip to East Palestine, Ohio, and for those that might have missed it, what happened there was a train derailment followed by the decision to just burn the chemicals. What's the worst that could happen? which resulted in a dark cloud of smoke hovering over the town without any clue about what those burning chemicals might do to the people living there. You know, I couldn't care less that Pete Buttigieg visited the city late, and I really don't care that he even visited the city at all. I'm not sure what he was going to do, aside from making some people feel like he was a hero for some unknown and unexplainable reason, and others taking this opportunity to trash him. But this incident also provided the opportunity for the left to, surprisingly enough, find a way to blame Trump. Blaming Trump for what happened is just a political move that helps absolutely no one. And blaming Trump after he's been out of office for over two years seems like forfeiting the idea that the current administration has anything worthwhile to offer. And tearing down the fact that Trump actually visited comes off as juvenile and petty. Now, I fully admit that blaming past administrations for failures of a current administration is nothing new, but it always comes off as, you know, dumb. And that goes for both sides. How about you just do your job and stop whining about what the other guy did or didn't do? But that's politics, and the mindless bickering keeps the press and commentators busy, so whatever. Speaking of mindless, let's talk about the wonderful world of so-called diversity. The Biden administration continues to tout its historic decision to make it all about diversity hires. Well, let's look at a few of those. Uh, Let's start with Pete Buttigieg, since he's fresh on the mind here. The only track record he really had was being a fairly ineffective mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and losing a primary to old gray balls Joe Biden. So how did he get to be Secretary of Transportation? Well, he's gay. Now, had he just been a white guy, he never would have been picked. I mean, look at poor old Beto. He might have wanted to take your AR-15, but at the end of the day, he's just pretty much considered a white guy. So Biden couldn't bring him along. Buttigieg being gay was his highest qualification for his current position. Also, that's not a qualification. So let's move to Rachel Levine. This is the dude who thinks he's a woman. Uh, he also advocates for transing the kids with or without parental consent. So that's good. Um, but he's supposedly the greatest assistant secretary of health. Why? Well, because he's a trans woman, which again means he's a dude who thinks he's a woman. Now, Xavier Becerra is the secretary of health and human services, which is the department in which Rachel Levine works. If you forgot, Becerra is the guy who defended the term birthing person, when discussing the matter with Senator James Lankford out of Oklahoma. If you happen to miss that, here's that exchange. I would only say the language is important always. We don't want to offend in our language. I get that. But would you at least admit calling a mom a birthing person could be offensive to some moms, uh, that they don't want to get like a happy birthing person card in May or I mean, can you at least admit that that term itself could be offensive to some moms? Senator, I'll, I'll go back and take a look at the, the, 
the terminology that was used, and I can get back to you, but again, if we're, we're trying to be precise in, in the language that's used. Mom's a pretty good word. That's, that's worked for a while, and I think that's pretty precise as well. So if you strip away biology and common sense, Becerra's comments make complete sense. So for all the people of color, a term in which I hate, by the way, who are in Becerra's department currently, think about this. A white dude who thinks he's a woman is the most celebrated in that department. Let that sink in. I feel like this diversity battle isn't really being won, which is one of today's dumbest battles anyway. So moving on, Sam Brinton. <laughs> I won't spend a lot of time on this douche, but he was picked to be the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Distribution for the Office of Nuclear Energy, which is part of the Department of Energy. Why was he picked? Well, he was picked because he's a non-binary weirdo. I'm not sure if the fact he's a luggage thief was also considered, but he's no longer part of the administration and the country is better off. And now we get to maybe the two worst diversity picks or hires in the Biden administration. Kamala Harris and Karine Jean-Pierre. I'd have to flip a coin to decide which is worse, but I'll start with the good old VP, Kamala Harris. When she's not cackling about electric buses, space, and Venn diagrams, she's pushing for the killing of children in the name of access to reproductive health care. You know, the greatest strategies women have when it comes to reproductive health care are personal responsibility and self-control. Now, Harris talks about government staying out of the way. Well, good news is that personal responsibility and self-control completely eliminate the need for government when it comes to reproductive health care. Now, government is still tasked with upholding the law when it comes to murder. So it does make sense abortion would be regulated by the government to that degree because, you know, abortion is murder. I know people don't like saying that. It makes people feel uncomfortable, but that is what it is. And don't get me wrong. Men also have a responsibility here when it comes to reproductive health care. And I'm not talking about men getting pregnant because that isn't realistic. You know, my stance has never been one where men get a pass. I believe that men also shouldn't be banging anybody and everybody they can without considering the very real end result, which could be the woman getting pregnant. See, I think men have to actually take care of and support the children they were part of creating. And I actually have more to say about that, but that could be another episode in and of itself, which maybe if you want to hear that, let me know. Anyway, Kamala Harris's greatest accomplishments include being a terrible district attorney in San Francisco, being possibly even a worse U.S. senator, and now, believe it or not, she's an even worse vice president. The fact that she laughs at her own terrible jokes isn't the only reason she sucks, no pun intended, but that really is offensive to me, not in like, you know, like a woke or snowflake way, but it's just offensive that she makes a joke and then she laughs endlessly about it while everybody just stares in absolute shock and disgust and complete misunderstanding or not understanding at all of what she was even talking about. So she has that going for her, but she also appears to have the brain of like a mentally challenged beetle. When she's not talking mindlessly to our military members about space, she's awkwardly standing behind old gray balls, trying to figure out what to do with her hands while he's rambling on in gibberish. God help us. 
if anything ever happens to old gray balls before he's out of office. And that's not because I'm a fan of him being in office, but she's the alternative. Let that sink in. And finally, we come to Queen Jean-Pierre. I wish they would say her name like that. I really do. Uh, it might actually strengthen more ties with, uh, with the French. So what are her qualifications, you might ask? Well, she's a black lesbian, and it appears English is her second language. Also, answering nearly any question in which she doesn't have written notes prepared is a complete struggle. I mean, why wouldn't she be the first pick for the White House press secretary? It makes absolute sense. So this past week, we were treated to her reading how diverse the Biden administration is. Here's that. But I want to take the opportunity to, to lay out uh, what how diverse the president's cabinet has been, how diverse the president's administration has been. Uh, the cabinet is majority people of color for the first time in history. The cabinet is majority female for the first time in history. A majority of White House senior staff identify as female. Forty percent of White House senior staff identify as part of the racially diverse communities. And a record seven assistants to the presidents are openly LGBTQ+. So again, this is something that the president prides himself on. Uh, that he ha actually has taken action to show uh, the diversity of this administration. And so he will continue, not just with uh, this uh, Fed, Fed vice uh, chair uh, occupancy, but with any uh, uh, occupancy or any position that's within the White House. Wow. So a majority of people of color, um, majority of females, majority of White House staff who identify as female. So catch this, identify as female. So not necessarily actual females. Cool. Diversity winning once again, I see. 40% uh, of White House senior staff identify as part of the racially diverse communities. Okay. And seven assistants to the president are openly LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ. Uh, none of this matters when it comes to running a country running a town, running a circus, running a flea market, or anything else. It doesn't matter. All that matters is whether or not you have the best people doing the job. And we clearly don't. Diversity in and of itself does not equal excellence. Sure, you can have an excellent group of people that, I, that are diverse, and I'm certainly not saying diversity doesn't matter. But the only diversity that actually matters is diversity of thought, assuming those thoughts are powered by the best brains you can find. Never in my life have I thought, oh, oh, if only we had more black, Asian, or white people, if only we had a gay person or a lesbian here. None of that matters. I certainly wouldn't want to be hired based on the color of my skin. I mean, that, you know, that just seems racist. And being picked based on sexuality is nothing less than useless and mindless. What matters is the quality of the person. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks for listening and uh, piss off. <laughs>